Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're on our way. We're making it. It's big time. It's the Essential Wrestling Podcast, episode 22. I forget how the song goes. Peter Gabriel, back in 1986, came out with the song Big Time. And in 2005, 20 years, 19 years later, Vince McMahon thought it would be a great idea to use that as his slogan and theme song for WrestleMania. Um, this is our, uh, let's see, we had a street fight between Sean and, and Vince McMahon, if I remember correctly. This is the episode where Edge spears Mick, Mick Foley through a table uh, that's on fire. That was absolutely nuts, an absolutely nuts match. The episode where Big Show broke his six-match losing streak, thank God, because that still remains, that still uh, leaves Tito Santana has at seven with the longest losing streak in WrestleMania history. So thank you, Big Show and Kane, for that win. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 22, with us once again in the top left corner of our screen, uh, wearing some colors here, some green colors. I, John, after that Thursday game, I don't know what you're doing here, pal. I know you're a diehard, but man. Hey, when, when pretty much everything you own is either Jets or wrestling, it's, it is it's it is what it is, you know? <laughs> Uh, and on the bottom part of the screen again, uh, join us once again, the first ever PWP champion, the living legend, John DeConi. John, how are you today, pal? Uh, it's a somber day for me personally, but uh, we're talking about wrestling, so that's all that really matters. Yeah, we're going to our hearts and thoughts are out with you, John. You and your brother, Christopher, the two first people that came to mind hearing of the passing of Eddie Van Halen. Uh, we are so sorry to hear. Uh, I believe we actually have a... Uh, a new watcher, new listener today. Libby, how's everything going today? She's a huge wrestling fan. We are glad to have you. Uh, on today's episode, we have uh, Mustafa Ali last night revealing himself to be the leader of Retribution. Eric Young with a successful title defense at Victory Road. And John Moxley as well. Uh, the second week in a row with successful title defense on Dynamite. We have three big matches booked for SmackDown this week ahead of the draft. Gary Mahefi, again, from overseas, will be here to join us uh, to talk about the NXT UK and the Heritage Cup Tournament. Ryan Joy is back again also from Minutes to Bell Time. He's here to talk about the G1 Climax and the pure, the Ring of Honor Pure Championship Tournament, which has been absolutely incredible if you've been watching. Uh, we're going to unveil number 25 on my top 30 favorite WrestleManias list as we are 25 weeks away from WrestleMania 37, uh, right now scheduled for SoFi Stadium um, in Los Angeles. But then we got rumors and innuendo. It's got to break out SpongeBob for this one. Uh, apparently, they're they're putting it back in Tampa. I have no idea. Maybe I guess they're just trying to stay in Florida and stay safe. But then again, I guess there, there's no rules in Florida right now. COVID, but whatever. There's still you have 25 weeks to wait to talk about that. But I'm making my call right now. If uh, WrestleMania 37 is at Raymond James Stadium. Uh, look for uh, look for a certain pirate princess to win a battle royal. Come back uh, <laughs> overseas and and win a women's battle royal. I think that'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> um, we're going to be making our picks uh, for this week's upcoming matches, which is presented by MinutesToBellTime.com and sponsored as always by ProWrestlingPickem.com. Play against your friends. Play against the universe. Uh, we're going to main event the show, going over what we would like to see coming up uh, in this week's uh, WWE draft. As uh, the slogan goes, and as Tom Phillips mentioned last night, the future is on the clock. Uh, but we're going to curtain jerk the show 
with a honey of a show Sunday night for NXT. NXT TakeOver 31. Uh, absolutely incredible. Five fantastic matches. Once again, NXT just never seems to disappoint. Uh, real quick, before we get into this match, we'll get both of your opinions. Um, it looks like, from what I was told, they gutted the uh, performance center. And now we have the Capital Wrestling Center. John DeCani, that is your new home now. I'm sorry, John Smith, our senior NXT correspondent. That is your new home. Yeah, they built a room for me in the basement and everything, man. <laughs> your thoughts on it? You like it? You love it? You hate it? I mean, it looks good. I mean, it's it's Thunderdome light. You know, nothing nothing good, nothing bad to say about it. I you know I, I enjoy you know there being not emptiness. But, you know, when it comes to NXT, they always used to black the arena out anyway, and it was all focuses on the match. So, you know, having those faces out there didn't make too much of a difference to me. But John DeCounty, your thoughts on the brand new uh, – not brand new, but they're, they're recently renovated, I guess. Yeah, it, 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 uh, it gave him something to talk about. It's a nice new look. Not terribly different, but uh, – you know the NXT. What happens in NXT happens between the between the ropes. It never fails. So they could be in a parking lot. It wouldn't really matter. Uh, and they have been in parking lot before. Uh, the last takeover or two takeover, whatever it was, between Adam Cole and the Velveteen Dream. So uh, my my personal opinion, that was a very it was a glorified upscale Raw Underground. I think Shane McMahon is just a little upset that he got outshined on that one by Triple H. Uh, you kind of think of Shane's vision with Raw Underground with the, the chain link fence on the glass. Uh, that was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. Um, and then uh, I feel like the reason why they had this takeover uh, and they pushed it as quickly as they did within a week and a half was because this was ready. So I kind of feel um, that was the reason for this. They just didn't want to just show up to it on a Wednesday. And then uh, it's kind of like what they did with the Thunderdome and SummerSlam weekend, right? So it's, but whatever, we got some great matches to talk about because of it. And John Smith is our senior NXT correspondent. Um, you nailed it. You nailed it. You got your perfect pay-per-view. Finally, we'll get to the scoring, uh, the, the standings in a second. But you nailed the show 5-0. and uh, Finn Bauer, Kyle O'Reilly, absolutely amazing match to main event. Kyle O'Reilly is what we thought he was, and now it was completely showcased. Yeah, uh, that match was. Uh, you can't say anything bad about it. The only, th well, the one thing you can say bad about it is the fact that we all knew it was gonna, how it was gonna turn out. Yeah. So, you know, there there wasn't that suspense of like, oh, Kyle O'Reilly might might get it on this or something like that. But other than that, I mean, they put on a clinic. I'd love to see this again, just straight up one on one, no title involved, so we don't know what the outcome is going to be next time. Yeah, uh, the two things that I took away from that match: uh, one, I don't want to ever hear the word "liver" again for a while. Oh my god, it's that was we get it, it just midsection something else. But no, it had to be the you know Finn was working over Kyle O'Reilly's liver. Um, now I think if you work over Adam Page's liver or Stone Cold's liver, it'd be a bigger story. But. Uh, and then uh, the second thing is that Finn Balor, we might have a problem again because Finn Balor uh, took a knee to the face from Kyle O'Reilly at the end of that match. Uh, Finn was a blood mess coming out of his mouth. I don't know, a broken jaw. I don't, I, the verdict is still out, uh, but we might be back to square one again with a vacated title. Uh, who's up for another four-way Ironman match? I am. And Kyle O'Reilly broke a bunch of his teeth too. 
Oh, that's why he, you know, he was bleeding from the mouth for a while. Yeah, he, he actually broke teeth. I don't know exactly how many or what move it was, but he broke a bunch of teeth, I heard. Uh, Wednesday night before TakeOver, uh, the Garganos committed the cardinal sin during their mixed tag team match, which I think they are now 2-0 together as a team because I remember they beat Keith Lee and Mia Yim in a mixed tag that almost cost Candice LeRae her career. Um, they beat Damian Priest and Io Shirai, and Johnny got both of those belts. It was actually quite adorable. Got on the knee to present the, the women's title to Candice, and uh, fast forward to Sunday, they said, that's the cardinal sin. You don't touch it unless you win it. Uh, oh, Damian Priest spinning Reckoning off the middle rope to retain the NXT North American title. And then uh, John DeConi, an absolutely phenomenal match. Johnny tried to help as much as he could, help his bride. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, there was a couple of great uh, series of moves in that match, including uh, the one that led to Johnny coming down, the, uh, the moonsault that Candice caught with her knees and flipped Eo into the ref, knocked the ref out. Johnny comes down to try and make the count. Uh, Eo still kicks out and uh, just... Eo uh, then hits Spanish Fly back to the moonsault again. She gets her victory. Just a, a fantastic match between those two ladies. And then it it, it didn't end there. Now, like I said, yeah, just a touch on the match. I mean, they went at it, and I, we forgot to mention this last week, and shame on us, but this was uh, their second match at a takeover. Their first match was a non-title match right when Eo. Uh, first turned heel, and they, they went out. It was just as great. This one, as said, Johnny tried. Uh, you know, it ended up being, uh, what is she calling it now? The uh, the full moon salt or something like that? Is that what uh, Eo's calling it now? Over the moon? She gets, she gets some velocity on that moon salt uh, when she lands. Like, I always get afraid for the person on the other end of it. Uh, but, yeah, we had some uh, some post-match returns, John DeConnie. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we, uh, uh, Io is uh, taking her moment with her belt, asking in her victory, and uh, the NXT Tron, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we we get a, a hello from Tony Storm. Tony, Tony Storm announced Tony Storm. Tony Tony Storm. Yeah, that's for you, buddy. <laughs> so Tony's headed back to NXT, but wait, there's more. <laughs> The super night vision vignettes that we've been seeing uh, pay off with a motorcycle ride up to the side of the building. Someone comes in the side door, out onto the ramp. Welcome back. Welcome back, Ember Moon. Yeah, there we go. And that was, I, I, I would have bet dollars to donuts that that was Bo Dallas. You know, that, <laughs> that was completely wrong. Pleasant surprise, though. I would have been happy either way because, you know, how, first of all, how Bo survived uh, that first round of COVID cuts. Uh, like I said, his father didn't even make it. But, um, yeah, it's uh, real quick. Uh, Wilma from Kentucky. Wilma, how are you going today? Welcome to the show. Uh, she says she's been a fan for over 50 years. We, uh, we hope you enjoy our take on it. Thank you very much. Um, she's been a fan of ours for 50 years, she said. She's been a fan of ours for yeah, – <laughs> not even 50 episodes. How about that? Like, <laughs> Thank you so much for signing in. Um, but yeah, Ember Moon returns. She's back. Uh, so the MXT uh, women's division uh, again gets stronger and nothing else. Now just gets a little bit more of a shot in the arm come Survivor Series when they got to put their team. Uh, we're hoping that they're involved in Survivor Series again this year. Um, and the other matches, uh, Santos Escobar and Isaiah Swerve Scott, that match was absolutely incredible. They tore it down. 
John Smith, I think that was the match. You said that was the one that you didn't know who the winner was going to be. Uh, I think they each had it won three times, but then kicked out. Um, and then Santos, I guess he had Swerve's, uh, Swerve's head hit the bottom turnbuckle, exposed turnbuckle ring uh, that connects the, uh, the, the buckle and yeah. the post. Um, and then he hit, uh, uh, Escobar hit a double underhook face buster. Uh, for the win, which is a new move. Uh, so that was pretty cool. So congratulations. Welcome to NXT TakeOver, uh, the Cruiserweight Championship. That was the first double Cruiserweight title match. And that, there you go. Best one ever. <laughs> uh, and then Kushida, again, this new Kushida came out, uh, not even in wrestling gear with the jeans. Uh, great match with Velveteen Dream. And kudos to Dream again. Uh, came out just as Doc Brown. I thought he was Dr. Wiley from Mega Man at first. Now, uh, Doc Brown from Back to the Future. Yeah. <laughs> Very well done, Velveteen Dream. And he sold this, and he tried to get out of that hoverboard lock a couple times, and then Kushida held it uh, after the Dream Valley Driver. That's what uh, did him in. Uh, so after TakeOver, here's our scoring. Let, let's Like I said, John Smith nailed it. He took over first place for me. I didn't have a bad show as well. Candice LeRae. Well, see, my whole theory was, man, it was going to be Tegan Knox and Candice for that title, but now Tegan's out. Um, again, God, God damn it, Tegan. She just can't catch a break. She's got to go through her third ACL there uh, in a matter of like two years. So get well soon, Tegan. Um, good show. Like Tegan. Tegan. Got three and two. Tyler chimed in with a two and three. But uh, John Smith, there you go. Five and oh. Boom. NXT senior correspondent. That's what I do. <laughs> um, on, uh, on Wednesday, this past Wednesday's take, uh, episode of NXT that was non-takeover related, uh, Austin uh, Adam Cole defeated Austin Theory with the last shot uh, because Austin Theory was talking trash about Kyle O'Reilly and the gauntlet, so Adam Cole shut him up. And Shotzi Blackheart defeated Dakota Kai. Um... After Kai missed a corner kick and Shotzi Blackheart got the roll of win, uh, which is what happened in the Battle Royal too. That's how Shotzi got her eliminated. Uh, most important thing that came out of NXT on Wednesday was the Cameron Grimes Invitational Stepping Stones to the Moon match. Uh, he beat Joey Pistachio, a former NCAA champion, in the first match, but he wasn't done there. Um, Joey Strong, unfortunately, I guess was supposed to be his next opponent, never made it to the ring as Rich Holland took him out. Uh, just like we didn't mention, uh, Rich Holland actually took out uh, Adam Cole uh, in the main event of NXT TakeOver. So uh, Rich Holland's just going around just destroying people behind people's backs. Uh, but then John Smith, uh, there was uh, Cameron Grimes backstage all upset. Your boy was looming. No pun intended. I guess he was lurking, right? <laughs> he was lurking. And Dexter Loomis is back. It's nice to see. We thought he was going to be out for a lot longer than that. Uh, we're happy to see him back. So that will do it for uh, pay-per-view. Uh, the second one of the weekend. The first one, uh, Victory Road. And again, John DeConi as our senior impact correspondent. Uh, you can say what you want. We even poke fun every once in a while with the stories and the writing and the outcomes of whatever of impact. You cannot knock their wrestling. No, sir. You got uh, so you got, in the main uh, event, uh, Eric Young and Eddie Edwards. They, I thought it was a very good match. I thought it was a very hard hitting, grueling, uh, the probably the best match that those two could put together. 
Yeah, yeah, they tore each other apart for a good long while. Uh, uh, Eric Young was uh, just unrelenting on uh, taking apart that knee. Uh, even hung it over his head for the pile driver at the, uh, the finish, rolled him into a heel hook, and got Eddie Edwards to tap. Now that's saying something. That is saying something. The guy that he's like saying with the John Cena of Impact. That's the guy that just never gives up. Kudos to Eddie Edwards actually taking a page out of Eddie Guerrero's book from WrestleMania 20, untying his boots to relieve the pressure. So when he gets the heel hook on, he can slip his foot out. <laughs> Uh, it ended up, actually ended up, it worked for Eddie Guerrero. Um, it did not work for Eddie Edwards, as I think it kind of put him in a, an even dire uh, situation uh, with his with his foot exposed. Eric, uh, Eric Young hit a, a pile driver when he hooked the leg and dropped him, uh, and then got the heel hook for the tap. Uh, I spy a Jersey girl with another title defense. Diana Perazzo defeated Susie to retain the, uh, the knockouts title with the Vito DeMilo. Shout out to Jim Carrey in the Living Color. Uh, and then the post match. <laughs> you remember Vera DeMilo? John DeCotti remembers Vera DeMilo. Um, post match, she destroyed Susie with her chair. I think Deanna was barking up the wrong tree on this one. Uh, it seems like everyone, every week, like Susie's on the brink, Susie's on the brink, and, and Deanna Peraz is like, screw I'm gonna hit her with the chair. Uh, Teal Dashwood, uh, after a loss on impact, got the win to win the, the best of three series, I guess, if you want to call it. Uh, on Jordan Grace, uh, she won with a noogie, followed by a spotlight kick. Very well done, Tennille. Very well done. Don't see any noogies in, uh, in professional wrestling. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> so alliteration was all around as Alex Ace Anderson and Alexander in an awesome altercation to achieve, achieve advantage ahead of their advertised action at Battle for Glory. Alexander attained this amazing achievement and was awarded appreciation by his ally, as they ascend ahead to the next athletic argument. Thank you. For those of you, again, this is a, this is a uh, literary word here, alliteration, where everything starts with the same letter. So we had uh, Josh Alexander with the win over Alex Ace and Anderson. Uh, Trey Miguel defeated Moose with a roll-up after the distraction from EC3. Um, and then uh, the first match we're going to talk about is going to be uh, for tonight's action is a rematch uh, <laughs> from Victory Road. Uh, oh, wait. No, one is not. Yeah, we'll get out of the way now. Brian Myers defeated Tommy Dreamer, but Brian Myers was talking smack match stage, Don DeConi. He wants, uh, he wants like old school, um, you know, barn burner, you know, blood and violence Tommy Dreamer. He didn't get that at Victory Road. So, uh Dreamer's kind of, uh, I mean, Brian Myers is kind of poking the bear here. Yeah, and Tommy said he's bringing the, he's going to bring the innovator of violence to Impact this week. So look out, Mr. Myers. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah you poke the bear on this one. John Smith, uh, you think Tommy's going to go hardcore? I don't think there was anything sanctioned as far as hardcore or unsanctioned or. No DQ here right now. I think it's still just a straight wrestling match. But I have a feeling the match might not even happen, and it might just end up being a brawl from the start. You know, something where like Myers comes out, and then Tommy Dreamer nails him from behind on the ramp, and they just beat each other across the the arena, and that's that. Yeah, that that, might, that could be possible too. I'm saying if, if they're gonna go hardcore, might as well. I mean, Bound for Glory is now what two, three weeks away. Like, <laughs> like you can save that. 
for Bound for Glory. That would be really good. That'd be, that'd be a really good match, actually, now I'm thinking about it. So, yeah, so um, I'll go Myers again, and then I think he'll poke the bear again. Like, Tommy, you're still not bringing it hardcore, and then that'll go to that. Uh, probably the most important takeaway, I think, from Victory Road. Um, now, we, we've heard – I can't even say this with a straight face. Uh, you know, the John Cena United States Open Challenge, legendary. What Cody did – John Smith, I'm sorry. What Cody did – for the TNT title, defending it, you know, open challenge, uh, phenomenal. Eddie Edwards tried it, not as phenomenal. He he did what he could, though, to get that belt back to relevance again. But ladies and gentlemen, we have the Rohit Raju defeat Rohit challenge for the X Division Championship. And we're going to go right to the scoreboard here. There it is. Uh, John Cena got 10 in his open challenge. Cody with 8. Uh, Eddie Edwards, like I said, he lost after 4. Rohit got 1. Um, he did not win the match against Willie Mack at Victory Road, but he defended the title, and that's all that you got to do to score the, I guess, to win the point here. I mean, the whole thing is to defend that title. So we will be keeping tabs on the Defeat Row Heat Challenge. Uh, he got counted out. Him and Willie Mack butted heads. Row Heat rolled out of the ring at eight. He could have got back. and like, no, my head's hurt. <laughs> I hope he honky-tonks it. I hope he honky-tonk mans this. All the way to break John Cena's record to be absolutely hysterical, but he's doing it again tonight. <laughs> uh, the Beat Row Heat Challenge. Uh, John DeConi, any thoughts on who uh, would accept this? Like I said, the, the rule might apply where uh, if you had your shot, you know, you're not going to be able to accept this. Yeah, that's what he said last week uh, when TJP wanted a shot at him. Uh, uh, so that rules out Chris Bay. That rules out TJP. Uh, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I've been saying this a lot, but maybe Ace Austin takes a night off from tagging just to go after it, especially if, you know, Rohit's going to find a way out of it anyway. <laughs> John Smith. I just hope they come up with creative way after creative way. <laughs> John Smith, any thoughts on this? Any pick? I can't even begin to think who's going to come out for this. No, I, I really don't know. All right, shout out. I'm going to make a shout out to Jeff Johnson from Jeff Johnson's Wrestling Sound Off. He's a friend of a friend on Facebook. Uh, he chimes in a lot on Minutes to Bell Times Facebook page. Uh, he's like, is it a matter of time before somebody just throws on that suicide mask? You know, kind of what Swinger tried to do uh, a couple months back. And I you know, said TJP is kind of the one that's taken probably the most offense to this, uh, to this whole thing that's been going on with him. So I kind of feel that at some point, I don't want to say tonight, because uh, I wanted to extend this for a while, but I want to see. Uh, I think TJP is going to throw on the suicide mask. I can tell you, unlike last time we had a guess who's going to be the guy to fill that spot, this time it will not be Rob Van Dam, I'm pretty sure. No, I don't think it's going to be CM Punk either, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, John Smith, he's got a job. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, he's got kids, man. Yeah, he's got it's Heath and Rhino. Uh, they got the win over Reno Scum uh, with the wake-up call. Uh, and like I said, John Smith, any thoughts that Scott Demore said, come on back Tuesday night. You don't got to sneak in. Yeah, then we're going to sit down and talk turkey. Now, I love the, the chemistry that the two of them has, has, have as a tag team. They were just slapped together on SmackDown a few years ago, and they, they really work well together, man. And the, from what I gather, they are now the XICW Tag Team Champions, according to the interwebs. Ever so they is. actually have belts over their shoulders right now. 
Um, and I, I, the only thing about the match, it was unsanctioned, so I would have liked to see more, like, you know, it's unsanctioned, so let's beat the crap out of each other with weapons or something. But other than that, I really like the match. Yeah, it's a lot of funny. He just, he's a, they work very well together. The first, ironically enough, the first ever SmackDown Tag Team Champions in history. So uh, we'll see what happens with there. See, now we, we got a mess in the Tag Team Division, which we're going to get to right now. Uh, because last Tuesday on Impact, uh, despite, you know, to go along with what happened at Victory Road with that uh, that fatal four-way with one person from each team, um, some heel-on-heel action in the main event where the North defeated Ace Austin and, and Madman Fulton. <laughs> Uh, with that torture rack uh, slam double team combination that the North uses was a really cool. Uh, and then the post match again, the Good Brothers came out, the Machine Guns came out, they started brawling. The Rascals kind of figured themselves out of this thing somehow. Uh, but tonight, uh, John DeConi, we got the Machine Guns and Ace Austin and Madman Fulton. They have a non-title match coming up. The titles will be defending that Bound for Glory. Yeah. I- do I dare say that Ace and Fulton get uh, a win here, even if it takes one of those other teams sticking their nose in? Since specifically it is non-title, I guess this is where you would do something like that. Let them get a pinfall on the champions, and you know, suddenly they're in the mix somewhere down the line, or maybe they get added to something. John Smith, any thoughts? Um, I'm going to go with Austin and uh, Madman Fulton. No thoughts. All right. <laughs> I, I'm going to go the other way with this one. I'm going to take the North. Now, I normally would not bet against Jersey. I would not bet against Ace Austin. Um, they they lost to the uh, – who did they lose to last week? Yeah, they lost to the – I'm sorry. They, they're fighting the machine guns. I'm sorry. I'm going to take the machine guns. They lost to the North last week. Uh, they lost the Fatal 4 away. I think they're going to lose again tonight, and it's going to lose, lose, lose for them to be the ones, and that's going to be my pick at Bound for Glory. Spoiler alert, Ace Austin and Madman Fulton are going to walk away with the tag titles. Uh, so I think they're going to they're going to lose everything going up to that for some kind of like false false sense of security for everybody else. Like they're the one team that's down and out, so they have no chance. So I think they're going to do a reverse psychology on this one. And then in the other, is that with the Rascals kind of figured themselves out, uh, the Good Brothers beat them with the Magic Killer um, last week. Uh, and then in another tag team match coming up, as we mentioned, uh, Ty of Valkyrie and Rosemary, they're going to help each other out here. They're going to take care of Rosemary's problem first, which they did. They defeated Havoc and the Via after Ty hit the Via with the road to Valhalla. Uh, so hopefully now it seems like Havoc uh, will maybe help them bring back the Sinister Minister or Father James Mitchell or whatever his name is to officiate uh, Rosemary's wedding. Uh, but then after the match, uh, here come Tasha Steele and Kiara Hogan, uh, who are Ty Valkyrie's problem. Uh, so they jumped, uh, I guess they jumped Rosemary, they jumped Ty Valkyrie, and uh, we're going to lead that into tonight. So uh, who do you got in this one, John DeConi? Uh Give me uh, Steeles and Hogan in this one. I just... I like the idea of uh, Rosemary and Taya being upset at the end of the match and taking it out on each other and how that'll play into the whole wedding storyline. Yeah, and speaking of wedding storyline, last week, uh, Johnny Swinger got the win here. Uh, He used the monkey to hit Falaba on the head, as tough as Falaba's head is. That monkey knocked him out. Crazy Steve's monkey. Uh, Johnny Bravo just reamed out the official restart of the match. Falaba got the win. So Falaba is the best man of Impact still. I feel a little bad for Swinger right here. The guy just wants to have a good time at the bachelor party. 
which uh, I know Miro's having a problem with. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, John Smith, who do you got in the knockouts tag? Um, I'll take Hogan steals also. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Ty and Rosemary because I feel like I'm going against you guys at all costs here. Uh, Rose, uh, so Ty got the win to help out Rosemary. I think Rosemary's gonna get the win here. She's gonna get the pinfall win over either uh, Tasha or uh, Kiara, whichever one. I think it's irrelevant, but I think Rosemary's gonna get the win here uh, to help out Taya. And then, uh, unfortunately, we do have a funeral uh, to attend to uh, tonight. Um, Moose is out of time. EC3 is going to burn the TNA championship. Uh, so that's going to be up. And also we're going to get an update on Rich Swan. Um, as he is now, it's official. He's going to challenge Eric Young. I mean, he had the title shot to begin with, but now that Eric Young, uh, defeated Eddie Edwards to retain the title. It is now official that Eric Young and Rich Swan are going to go out at the main event of bound for glory. So, here are our overall standings. Hold on. Did I do the impact standings? I did not do the impact standings. Here we go. Um, I had a pretty decent victory road here, 6-1. and one. Um, I got that fatal four-way wrong. I believe I picked Carl Anderson. I believe most of us picked Carl Anderson. Uh, John DeCani, 4-3. and three. Ryan joined John Smith. There you go. John Smith getting back almost at 500. After starting <laughs> out 1-6, he's, uh, he's taking impact by storm now. Now that he starts watching. So <laughs> kudos to you, John Smith. Get out of that basement. And here are our overall standings from this past weekend. Uh, John Smith and myself both went 10-2. and two. I had one watch in each show while John Smith had the perfect pay-per-view. Uh, so he got uh, 31 points to my 26. Uh, John Smith catapulted himself over Ryan. Uh, Tyler didn't do anything for impact, so poo-poo on him. He's too busy writing stories. We'll get to him later on. And then John Smith, I know this is what you're looking for. He got the, he got the Henning. There it is. Takeover 31 is now on John Smith's perfect pay-per-view list. Good job, John. There you <laughs> go. So last night on Raw, uh, crazy night. A lot of, I would say, reoccurring storylines, but they, 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 they did a lot of storylining last night. Uh, the Hurt Business first defeated uh, Apollo Crews and Ricochet. Um, after Lashley, for the one millionth time, made Apollo Crews tap out in a hurt lock, um, Mustafa Ali was in center, uh, was in Ricochet and uh, Apollo's corner. He got all up in MVP's face. I want MVP first, and then I'm going to take out Shelton, and then Big Boy, you are last. Uh, so uh, Mustafa Ali went out on his own, and little did we know, John Smith, he had a little bit of a plan going here all along, actually. Yeah, he uh, he had what T Boz, Chili, and Left Eye, uh, and, uh, <laughs> a little retribution action. <laughs> no, I, I I didn't see that coming, only because we thought for so long that Ali was the guy on SmackDown showing the, the doing the I know what you did last summer kind of stuff. Yeah, with the, yeah. With the with the camera, maybe they're gonna connect the two somehow. And, you know, pull it all full circle. I don't know. I like that Ali is finally, you know, not like I identify as, you know, Middle Eastern American man and you accept everybody. You know, it's just so cheesy anymore. We need some substance behind you. So thank you for turning heel. But turning heel on heels is kind of lame, even though I love that heel on heel action. But I'll take what I can get. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, he won out. He got it right in uh, in 
Tebow, not Tebow, T-Bar and Mace. Sorry, T-Bar. Uh, you got the T-Bar and Mace's face. Uh, and then turn around, that smile was reminiscent of ECW uh, joining WCW and forming the Alliance way back when during the invasion. Uh, but yeah, so uh, John DeCani, I guess the joke's on now. Any ideas on if Mustafa Ali is going to change his name? I believe Wrecking Ball is available, and I believe Cement Truck is available. <laughs> no, no, Crossbow, no good? Well, you know, why Crossbow, not? maybe, maybe. Okay. Uh, Randy Orton challenged Drew McIntyre to a Hell in a Cell match, and then later in a six-man tag with Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler, Randy Orton uh, hit Drew McIntyre with the RKO and pinned the champion. Uh, so they are now uh, headed uh, on the way to their Hell in a Cell match. Both championship matches, again, we'll get to the SmackDown part of it. Uh, shortly, both heavyweight championships will be inside Hell in a Cell. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that pay-per-view pans out, because normally they bookend uh, with a smaller Hell in a Cell match, whatever, maybe in, in the beginning, and then you know the main event. I mean, they have two main events, both Hell in a Cell. It's going to be interesting to see how they place it. Uh, John DeCani, um, as the world turns with the Mysterios, Murphy, and Seth Rollins, uh, Rollins and Murphy had a tag team match. Murphy's yelling at Rollins to apologize to Aaliyah. Uh, meanwhile, Umberto Carrillo again proves to be useless, taking a knee to a face and getting pinned. What is your problem, Umberto Carrillo? She's <laughs> again, anyway, as I digress, I just had to get my shots in on him. I was like, hey, great wrestler for the phenomenal performer. Uh, you look at him the wrong way and you can pin him, and then he's out for the count while you get jumped. So, um, <laughs> And then later on, the game was like, there was a countdown clock. I guess Rollins had an hour to apologize. I don't know. John DeConte, make heads or tails of this. Yeah, uh, Murphy said, for me to continue being your disciple, I think you need to apologize. And Rollins lost his stuff. As a, how do you, You're the disciple. I'm the Messiah. That's not how it works. And then Murphy clarified, I want you to apologize to Aaliyah. Well, clear that that wasn't happening either. And uh, 10 o'clock, actually, Rollins talked himself into the fact that he was owed an apology from yeah. Murphy and gave him to 10 o'clock to make it since we don't have Raw Underground at 10 o'clock. Somebody, there had to be a reason to be there at the top of the hour. So they came out, they got in each other's face. Murphy's beard got yanked around the ring a little bit and eventually wound up beating the hell out of each other. And uh, Aaliyah, once again, kind of made the save. She didn't actually come between Rollins and Murphy because it looked like Rollins was headed in the ring with the chair to maybe do some more damage. But then the Mysterio family came out, and that's when yep. Rollins hightailed it. Yeah, they, 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 they pulled Aaliyah out of there, too, away from Murphy. Dom, Dominic was in Aaliyah's ear uh, being the anti-Carrillo here, actually trying to support his sister and be there for his sister. Uh, what are you doing? Don't look back. Yeah, so uh, to be continued with that, Murphy just led, uh, laid there in the ring. Uh, he got a couple licks in with the kendo stick, and then uh, you don't put the stick down when you're done. You take that with you and walk away, or else it will be used against you, and that's exactly what Seth Rollins did. Um, another bad light for another bad night for Lana. <laughs> she was <laughs> pinned uh, by Mandy Rose in their tag team match. Uh, again, that jumping knee that Mandy Rose is doing as her finisher now. Uh, but then Natalia and Lana were talking trash about Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. So they came out for, uh, I guess, for retribution, for lack of a better term. It had nothing to do with the storyline. But for revenge, I guess, whatever, just to shut them up. 
And again, Lana, for the third time, got put through a table. I think I need to put that under the Rohit Rojan, uh, Rohit, uh, defeat Rohit Challenge scoreboard to see who gets, you know, Rohit title defenses per Lana's table going through. But again, <laughs> kudos to Nia Jax for protect the neck. But uh, that's what happens uh, when your husband uh, finds the strangers in the Alps, I guess, right? No, when you uh, – f- that's see what happens, Larry, when you find a stranger in the Alps. Yeah, yeah find a stranger in the Alps. There you yeah. go. Uh, but then Tina Baszler and Nia Jax came out later in the night, and they had their uh, Clash of Champions match with the Riot Squad. They defeated the Riot Squad uh, when Shayna Baszler choked out Ruby Riot with the Karabuda uh, Clutch. And then uh, Braun Strowman, again, was over there looking for Raw on the ground. No one around uh, Raw on the ground this week. Uh, put me in a match with anybody. Keith, he's like, sure. You know, that would be limitless. And then uh, they just got counted out. Braun put him through uh, the barricade that separates the ring from the, I guess, the video boards at the Thunderdome. Uh, so pretty good role last night. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot more than I enjoyed uh, that Patriots-Chiefs game. So going <laughs> to <laughs> Hoyer the Destroyer didn't live up to the name. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, on the Friday Night SmackDown, uh, John Smith, like I said, uh, Roman want, gave it to him. He's like, Jay, you want another shot? Uh, you don't want to call me the Tribal Chief? That's fine. I'll give it to you. All he had to do was ask. But it's going to come at a price. Um, and he did not name what that price was. It's going to be the highest stakes in WWE history. Um, it is confirmed that it is a Hell in a Cell match, and it is for the Universal title. Uh, meanwhile, as Roman's walking away, here comes AJ talking smack. As only AJ Styles can, and they actually had a really good match. Yeah, it was a hell of a match. Um, I mean, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the of Roman being like the the mafioso kind of thing. I feel like you know that's 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 an Italian thing. That's not a Samoan thing. The way he's acting, but that's, that's besides the point. As far as AJ versus Jay Uso, that was a hell of a match, and. You know, I have uh, as much as I love AJ Styles, I have no problem with him laying down for Jay because Jay has been looking great for years now. He's you know part of the best tag team of all time, in my opinion. That mm-hmm. uh, might be heresy to some people listening to this, but uh, yeah, I mean, I have no problem with AJ laying down to him. I think it was a great match, and I look forward to the Hell in a Cell. I mean, I don't think Jay's going to win it, but you never know. Yeah, they're going to beat the crap out of each other. I think the most important thing uh, with that one. But, yeah, you beat AJ Styles. That's momentum. And, I, you know, AJ AJ did his job on that. You know, he's not in the main event right now. You put over the guy that is uh, to give him some credibility. Because, and let's just be honest, he just won a, a – I want to say a rinky-dink fatal four-way. But, you know, you, you beat AJ Styles. That says something. So, you know, kudos to Jay Uso. Um, and then in the Intercontinental Championship, Sami Zayn won full a lunge of blaze on the Intercontinental title that was held – uh, by both Jeff Hardy and AJ Styles as he dumped it in the trash and kept his. Um, Apollo Crews, take notes. That was what you were supposed to do. Uh, but I digress. <laughs> uh, Sami Zayn gave Jeff Hardy a rematch for the Intercontinental Championship, John DeConi. Yes, gave him a rematch. Uh, and then he uh, went about his heel tactics for moving a turnbuckle pad. Uh uh, which would wind up almost costing him, but eventually he would yank uh, yank Hardy off the top turnbuckle, face first into the exposed turnbuckle, and uh, Hardy was pretty much KO'd. Sammy just kind of rolled over onto him and uh, one, two, three. 
Yeah, well, once again, I, I'm starting to hate this. Uh, I know I said it last week, too. I jumped on the bandwagon, that, that chess and checkers thing. Uh, so let's change it up a little bit. So Sami Zayn's playing bridge while everybody else is playing old maid. That work? All right. Maybe something, come, something different every week. But Sami Zayn, again, outsmarted everybody again. Uh, missed opportunity here by WWE. Shame on you. It would have been absolutely phenomenal if Jeff Hardy walked down the aisle to the match with the ladder still attached to his ear. That he had to walk around with it all week. The same he still had the key. Or, or at least still the hands. At least still the cuffs in the ear. <laughs> yeah, so, that would have been absolutely hysterical. Jeff's walking. Give me the key, Sandy. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Otis defeated John Morrison with the Caterpillar, followed by a Vader bomb. Uh, Matt Riddle and Lucha House Party defeated uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, Cesaro, and King Corbin. Uh, welcome back, Bro Derek. There we go. Matt Riddle and Bro Derek on Cesaro for the win. Um, again, another miscommunication by the Lucha House Party. What else is new? Uh, the mystery woman um, in those vignettes over the past couple of weeks. Uh, shout out to my beautiful bride. The first vignette they showed when they just showed her heels. Yep. My wife goes to me like those are freaking those are thousand dollar shoes, right? Like those are like Versace or whatever brand they were. Those are like thousand dollar Carmella's money, right? This is Carmella. I'm like, wow. Turns out Carmella's untouchable. Unless she doesn't want to be. Wink wink, Corey Graves. <laughs> so Carmella is back. She has a new gimmick. She's ready to roll. Seamus defeated Shorty G after two bro kicks. Um, and that's going to turn into, uh, I said we have three big advertised matches tonight for SmackDown. Uh, Big E, after the match, uh, he's, he beat up Larry. Larry found out what happens when you uh, find a stranger in the Alps. Uh, now he's going to do Sheamus before the draft. So uh, false count anywhere. This is going to be good. John Smith. Um, I, I'm going with Big E on this one. Uh I don't. I mean, I'm not confident at all. I could see it going either way, but I just I love the idea of a false count anywhere match between two big guys like this. Yeah, like I said, they, they this whole thing started in the uh, in the loading dock uh, when Sheamus lured Big E out for uh, for Woods's birthday. He thought it was Xavier Woods, John DeConi. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Big E as well, and I think as he hits the big ending on something backstage, whether it's a table or a loading dock or whatever. And he screams, yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I got to love Channel 11 edits. Uh, so I, I want to go I'm gonna go Big E, too. Uh, there's more from me with Big E to come. So we'll just leave it at this match for now. Um, Kevin Owens used his quarterly uh, show-to-show I, whatever you want to call it, this wild card thing. It's not a wild card, thank God. Uh, the KO show was on SmackDown. His guest was Alexa Bliss, who's now – she's gone. She is full-blown in fiend mode um, after the week prior with the music playing against Lacey Evans. Um, so Kevin Owens is trying to pick her brain. Like, listen, I got a few going with a very dark guy and himself and Aleister Black on Raw. Can you just, like, help me out here? And uh, he got the fiend attacking him for his efforts – so, um, again, The Fiend was on. Uh, Kevin Owens, uh, it was just Bray Wyatt. It wasn't The Fiend. It was the Firefly Funhouse. That's not on Raw. They're going to get added in uh, some interpromotional showdown. Uh, it's going to be The Fiend. And from what they said, and I guess it's true, because uh, I can't recall, 
Uh, this is the Fiend's first ever match on SmackDown. Yeah, definitely. John DeConi, we'll start with you on this one. Ooh, well, you know, KO's my boy, but, you know, putting all that stuff on the other side, you know, on, on the other column, how do you not go with the Fiend here? I agree. I mean, I, I, I don't... Kevin Owens has the start. The scouting report on the Fiend. You can't go with the head with him. You got to go King Hippo. You got to go King Hippo on the Fiend. John Smith. Um, I think this is all leading up to something bigger. Um, I see Alistair Black interfering somehow, whether it causes a no contest or, um, you know, a, a Fiend win. I'd like to see Alistair Black get involved with Bray Wyatt and Alexa as some sort of group. That would be awesome. Yeah, he would fit in good with them. I don't think he'd fit in too well in the Funhouse, but he would fit in pretty well uh, with the Fiend and this new Alexa Bliss. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Bray Wyatt. Uh, it's, like I said, unless it's a schmoz, which, like I said, it, it, that's the 50-50. It's either a no contest or the Fiend wins. I, I, I just don't see Kevin Owens walking out with the, the, the winner's purse here. You know, he's the prize fighter. <laughs> um, and then uh, in a promo uh, by Sasha Banks last week, she laid it out all, all on the line. They're getting at this now. They're not waiting. Uh, they're not going to let the draft screw it up. So we're getting Sasha Banks versus Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Championship on Friday night, which was most likely should be the main event. I can't reason. I, I mean, I like the Fiend and Kevin Owens are great and all, but uh, this is a long time coming, and we're getting it, guys. Finally, John Smith. Something tells me we're not getting it. Something tells me that. Someone's getting that Sasha's getting beat up backstage. You know, it's these two should be fighting in a cell. These two do not belong having this match for the first time on SmackDown the day of the draft when it's going to be like an afterthought kind of. So I, you know, that's what I see is a backstage beat up. Yeah, or some kind of schmoz, uh, John DeConi. Yeah, so somehow this match doesn't end. We don't get a pinfall. Uh, something uh, something breaks down, it falls apart, and uh, we get it at the cell. Yeah, you see, maybe, I don't know, if we get it at the cell, like I said, I think the draft is going to screw this up. This is just like part one, and I think Bailey's going to get some kind of cheap he'll win, and then we'll, we're going to get to the draft later. And I think, I, I'm picking, I'll tell you right now, spoiler, Sasha's gone. I think she goes to Raw, so I think it's it's winning the Royal Rumble to get back at her at WrestleMania. This is, this is going to keep going, so... Um, shout out to Ryan Joy. I know we'll, we'll get to him. I think I just stole his thunder too because he mentioned that. I mentioned it a little earlier. This is the WrestleMania payoff, but I just didn't know how we'd get there. Uh, but gentlemen, uh, we're going to give you guys a break. Go get some groceries. Say hi to your loved ones. Uh, we're going to go overseas and we're going to bring in Gary Mahaffey. Gary, top of the board to you, pal. I do this to you every week. I cover that beautiful face. I am so sorry. There you go. There's the, there we are. Gary, top, top of the, the afternoon, top of the evening to you, right? Nearly top, nearly top of the morning. We're late again today. We always excuse every week. My wife hates it. Yeah, it's almost, it's almost midnight, so it's nearly top of the morning. So, yeah, uh, they kicked off uh, the Heritage Cup, Gary. Uh, yeah. Before they kicked off the actual tournament, we had that wild card match, uh, the Reservoir Dogs match. I believe we had it was Mr. Blue, Mr. Orange, whatever, with the graphic from uh, yeah. Minnesota time last week. But it ended up being Kenny Williams, Ashton Smith, and uh, Amir Jordan. Your thoughts I on was, the I was completely shocked when yeah. when when the first two came out, I thought, okay, big name comes out. 
the two guys will sort of turn on the big name and then the big name will win. And then it wasn't, and it was very anticlimactic. Now, the match turned out to be good in the end. The first half was a bit slow and plodding, but we got there, and the right man won. Kenny Williams won, but I, I, I was really surprised there wasn't a bigger name in it. Yeah, like I said, it was okay. Yeah, like Kenny Williams, okay. Yeah, like Ashton Smith. Ashton Smith's a big dude, okay. I forgot how big he was. Um, and he's got, yeah, here comes Amir Jordan. I guess the whole the, 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 the swerve was is that, you know, I guess the, the surprise or whatever you want to call it is that Amir Jordan and Kenny Williams are tag team partners. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so it was a two on one for a while when they beat up on Ashton Smith. Again, yeah, Gary, I said that you said it just before. It turned out to be an absolutely great match. Yeah, it really did. It's a, it, it shocked me at first because I thought, oh, okay, here we go. But the second half of it really picked up. The pace of it was great. Uh, it told a good story. And with Kenny Williams coming out on top, at least, as I say, the best man won. Um, no disrespect to the other two guys, but with Kenny Williams being in it, the future matches in it should be good. So, Yeah, and he's going to go. Let's say he advances to the tournament. He had the, you know, the wildcard play, and he's got Trent Seven, yeah, um, which will probably be the last first-round matchup in the first round. Um, there was a match before the uh, the tournament match. Ginny uh, defeated Zaya Brookside. I do not want to talk about it. I cried. Ginny, uh, <laughs> I'm not a fan of you anymore. Screw you. <laughs> uh, the fashionista guy. Actually, it was actually. I'll, I'll give her credit where credit is due. A step over toe hold with like a half camel clutch, half cross. Yeah. Pretty intense uh, submission move Ginny had. Yeah, she does, and it looks as if she's definitely in for um, some sort of push on the brand. Hopefully, um, she can carry it because uh, sort of she's a bit like a bit polarizing. Some people love her, some people don't like her at all. And it's like I think that now that she's getting a chance, it's her. She got her opportunity to step up, but hopefully, she'll be able to take it. So, yeah, and she's had a title match before. I believe she challenged Tony Storm when Tony Storm was champion. Uh, yeah, no, I'm a Ginny fan. I guess all jokes aside, I mean, Zaya Brookside's my girl. Uh, she's, she, you know, if we're having an NXT UK draft, uh, she's number one for me. <laughs> actually, she's took Noam Dar. Well, I shouldn't say that. She's my number one for me. <laughs> uh, speaking of Noam Dar, oh. huge win. I was so upset when these brackets came out. I was like, crap. He's like, I picked him to win. I'm so stupid to be out the first round. He overcame it and straight up beat Alexander Wolf. Uh, yeah. It was two falls to one. He got the second fall in the fifth round. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was great. I think it, it set the it set the whole for people who don't know about the, the round system. It set it up well because they could see it didn't go all six. I think some people expect it. It'll go like the last minute of the sixth round, and, and it didn't. He took it in the fifth. But yeah. with they did it, they had a they had a really good match. Uh, I think Noam Dar is one of these wrestlers that always seems to impress me when I don't think he's going to. I'm always like, oh, okay. And then he has the match, and I go, ooh, that was good. Um, so. and, and the thing is, Gary, yeah, he's a great wrestler. You're being you're being mesmerized by his hair as well. It's the majestic <laughs> hair that, that's winning you over as well. It's, it's subconscious. It's subconscious. But no, yeah, no, round one was kind of feeling out process. Uh, Noam Gar got a pinfall uh, with a roll-up pin in the second round with 12 right. seconds left. Uh, yeah. Slugfest, uh, end of the third. Uh, actually, Alexander Wolf hit Noam Dar after the bell in the third over Pete Dunne. Uh, Noam, uh, Alexander Wolf got a, a pin on Noam Dar in the fourth, uh, with a jump kick that was around the two minute mark. And then I said, with four seconds left in round five, uh, Noam Dar got the pin, um, after leaping over no uh, Pete Dunne, who was the referee, and hitting Alexander Wolf with the shining wizard. 
Um, I thought, I mean, it, it was it was such a really good match that built and built, and the and the the time in between the rounds, as I said a couple of weeks ago when we talked about this, it didn't take away from the match at all. In fact, well, it almost it really helped it because when they when they hit him like in between when they hit him late, when Wolf hit him late or whatever in the rounds, and this was all going on, it was like okay. And you could see just the two were seething to get back at each other, and it was like this has just helped it so much. It was it was fantastic. It was really this is well done. Be a lot of fun. This is going to be seven really fun matches. They are one for one uh, in my book. Um, yeah. So here's the updated bracket. Actually, we get to the updated bracket in a second because after the match, um, yeah, Alexander yeah. Wolf was not happy <coughs> that uh, Pete Dunne, uh, I guess, counted him three or. Whatever his issue was, I forget. Uh, Walter came out uh, to attack Pete Dunn. You know, there's no love loss between Walter and Pete Dunn. Yeah. Uh, and then here comes Ilya. I mean, they've they've set up what what I think they did brilliantly well. They kept the Noandar Pete Dunn issue alive, and you go down the line. A match is coming for them. Yeah, it was super. And all of a sudden, then you've got this tag team match. So, and when I saw what the tag team match was, I was going, "I'll just take my money now." This is going to be like such an amazing match. It's just the four of those guys are going to absolutely kill it when they finally get it on. Now, real, real quick, Aaron. Okay, so when this match, I want to get because I want to get your opinion on this because I think they. I don't want to say the UK screwed up on this one. Are you giving Dragon off a shot against Walter? No. I mean, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not yeah. either. I wasn't in the beginning, but now I'm definitely not because at the end of the show, whose music did they play? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll be a really good match, and I think that what they'll try and do is build Dragonov up again to kind of be, oh, he's a big player here. But when it, when it was finished, the match you wanted to see was done against Walter, and that's that's what was coming. And so you could almost see the tag team matches there, the Noam Dar match against Pete Dunne will be there to get yeah. done, probably another win, and then all of a sudden he goes, right, Walter, I'm coming for you, big boy. Let's get it on, so... Yeah, but I, I was shocked. I'm like, why aren't they playing Dragon? I was like, why are they playing the referee's music here? Yeah. Uh, like, like, they just completely just shot. And yeah. I think they just shot Ilya Dragon right in the foot. Yeah. Uh, but I digress. Uh, as I said, going forward, here's the updated door, uh, tournament brackets. No M. Dar. Um, the hair in that picture does him no justice. It's a lot more than <laughs> that. Um, he's going to face the winner. Um, of next week's contest, we got your boy. You got your pick, Flash Morgan Webster against yeah. Kid. Who do you got? I, I oh, Flash Morgan Webster. I mean, th this match when when I saw this was next week's match again, I almost wanted to try and find if anybody had a pirated copy of it to let me see it early because it was just. I am so looking forward to this. They are both fantastic. Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews to an extent are kind of the best kept secrets, and that people don't realize exactly how good they are. But A-Kid is a phenomenal talent. And if they just let the two of them go when they have their match, it is just going to absolutely tear the house down. They will just have a brilliant match. Well, I think that's the whole point of this tournament, Gary. I think you're going to get your wish. Yeah. Um, I, said, I, know you, I know you picked Flash Morgan Webster to uh, to win this whole thing. So I'm going to pick him. I'm going to go with you just so me and you are set up in the semifinals next week with my pick versus George. <laughs> so, um, and then also they announced um, after her uh, – Absolutely amazing uh, title defense against Piper Niven, the NXT UK Women's Champion, Kaylee Ray. Uh, she is going to address the State of the Union. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a, a lot of people that are going to interrupt this, including Ginny. And you know what? Might as well throw Effa Valkyrie in there, too. Oh, yeah. 
my girl. I mean, no, I mean, I, I can, I can see that when she's doing that, you'll have Piper Niven will come back out again. Yeah. You've got Jenny, you'll have Aoife, you'll have, they'll set the scene for like three or four of the girls, I think, to, to show what the division's going to be about. Um, so it'll really set the scene for the next couple of months of matches uh, for Kaylee coming up. So Ed again, I'm looking forward to seeing exactly who comes out and who gets involved in the mix now. So it's really intriguing. I think they've set it up well with the tag teams the first week that came out with the guys who are now in the main event mix and then the, the women who are coming in. I think they're really setting their stall really well for NXT UK over the next several weeks. Yeah, like this is this has been this has been can't miss wrestling for me. Like I get excited. I know it's three o'clock my time. Um, but every every Thursday afternoon, I'm like, eh, let's go. You know, I'm on. So, uh, Gary, again, the only problem I have with NXT UK is that it's only an hour long, and me and you can't talk longer. So I do well, appreciate you staying up late. Again, I say this every week. Thank you so much. Uh, well, we really well. enjoy having you on. We got nothing but positive praise uh, from management at the Eastern Observer that you're on to help us out. So thank you very much. Anytime, my friend. You know, I'm always always happy to be here. All right, so Gary, we will see you next week, hopefully talking about a Flash Morgan Webster victory. Fingers crossed. Gary, have a good night, pal. See you later. So now we're going to bring in Ryan Joy. We're going to go right from uh, one exclusive uh, correspondent to the other. Uh, Ryan Joy, how are things today, pal? Well, they were good, but um, I'm wanting to know from you, why you've never described my hair as majestic. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you don't like the wave or whatever. Here's the thing, Ryan. We brought you on. Let's just say like seven episodes ago. You're getting funnier and funnier every single week. I mean, loving this. Loving having you on as well as our NX, uh, NJPW, our New Japan, um, and our Ring of Honor correspondents. And now I guess newly christened AEW. We'll get to that in a second. But, uh, you had, had four great matches, or four matches. We had four great nights or mornings, I guess, overseas here um, of the G1 Climax, the 30th edition of the G1 Climax. Um, get us rolling here with your A block standings, Rye. Well, uh, first and foremost, I'm, I am exhausted <laughs> because the <laughs> burner candle at both ends. But uh, yeah, you see here in the A block, Kota Ibushi has uh, taken the definitive lead. Uh, I think when we talked last week, the, the field was really flat. Um, yeah. It still really is. Um, when you, you see he's at four and one, and then you've got several more people that are at three and two. So uh, Jay White lost a couple of matches. He lost to uh, Will Ospreay, and that was that was probably the one that people need to go see. Um, but uh, let me just run through some A block matches that I think people need to see. Um Naito versus, or, I'm sorry, that's B-Block. Uh, Osprey, Jay White, Osprey versus Kota Ibushi, Ishii versus Shingo Takagi. Those are from night seven and night nine. Those were those were some big, long, impressive matches. You know, basically, Osprey's had a great tournament. Every every single match has been yeah, good. He's, I think he's the one guy that everybody wants stateside. Everybody wants Will Osprey, and he's just, he's just continuing his journey journey in New Japan. And and they're letting him, like you said. I think you told me today he won their Super Juniors tournament last year, right? That's right. Yeah. He, yeah. So and they're, they're rewarding him for his efforts, and not to mention he's phenomenal. I mean, let's just you know call a spade a spade. You know, you're being great as one, but he's showing loyalty too. So they're they're giving it back to him. Um, yeah. Go to the B block, right? Yep. B block. Um, same story. You've got Tetsuya Naito that's at four and one, 
And then you've got the rest, almost the whole other field is either three and two or two and three. Um, you can see Yano's falling apart. He's lost a few matches now. Um, <laughs> Not my poor Yano. Poor guy. But but on the other side of that, Sonata is starting to catch up. He's now got two victories. Last week he was he had none. So um, it, the the person in this field that I think um, you know yeah Yoshihashi in dead last in the B block, but. I think that what this tournament is showing is it's reintroducing us to Yoshihashi because while he has had those two losses, he had two great matches, long matches, 25 plus minutes with wow. Naito and Tanahashi this past week, that those are ones from the B block that I would really tell people to go search out and watch those um, toward the back end of, half of uh, both, both nights. Those are nights eight and 10. The yeah, other those, are, those are big name main event level guys. You, know, you got the, the the Becky two belt of New Japan, uh, Tatsuya Naito, and then right. you got Tanahashi, who is legendary. Like, I mean, like, how long has he been around and, and been performing at a high level? Long time. I think he's. I think he's got. I, I don't know this number, but I, I know he has multiple G one victories. So he yeah. is. He's a. You know, he's won it. And then on night eight, you also had Naito versus Sonata, and that's the one loss that Naito has is to his stable mate, Sonata. So there is a, an event coming up um, in the beginning of November, uh, Power Struggle, I think it's called. Um, they always have the person, the, every, the champion always faces the people that beat them in the tournament yeah. prior to Wrestle Kingdom. So I think that sets up a Sonata versus Naito pay-per-view main event in the, in the near future. Yeah, and as in the, with, with factions in New Japan, there's there's respect all around, especially within factions. I mean, they go at it, but they uh, <clears throat> there's a respect factor there. You know, if, if Sonata's earned it, Knight will give it to him. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it really has been a lot of good action. Each yeah. each of them. And then looking forward, is that you thought you were burning it uh, heavy? Now there's actually they added a fifth night in between our show. <laughs> yeah. Got two nights of A block and two nights of B block coming up. Yeah. And uh, what strengths your fancy here? I just put up a couple. Like I said, a lot of these are twos and threes versus, you know, two and three records versus two and three records. Yeah, so, you know, Will Ospreay versus Minoru Suzuki, um, that's coming up tomorrow morning. That's that's a really interesting match because Ospreay is, you know, high flyer type of moveset, and Suzuki is the kind of guy who will just punch you in the face. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> smile while doing it. Yeah, well, and he'll also smile if you try to punch him in the face. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so actually, Suzuki is having a hell of a year too. Um, you know, each match he's had has been very, very good. Um, Naito versus Juice Robinson there on, on October eighth. That that looks good. You got another Naito and Evil match. That'll be their third third match here in recent yeah, that's, memory. Yeah, I think that that's the highlight so far. I think that's the one people have circled on their calendars is Sunday, October eleventh with those two. Well, the I mean, if you look at that Tuesday next a week from today. Tomohiro Ishii versus Kazucha Okada. Expect that match to be amazing. Oh, yeah. Yep. I Ishii. to be amazing, right? I honestly, <laughs> the tournament it just it does not disappoint. Uh, for those that you get to watch it, I know it's either you're, uh, you're staying up late or you're up early, depending on uh, your living schedule. But uh, it's always worth the watch. Yes. Uh, one other editor's note. This morning, Toru Yana lost to Hiroki Goto in... 18 seconds. It is the shortest match in G1 history. Wow. So if you don't have a lot of time, but you want to catch out, catch something from the G1, 
That one will burn you probably more time looking for the match than it will be to watch it. <laughs> uh, switching gears to uh, Ring of Honor. Again, speaking of stuff that's just not disappointing, um, this Pure Championship tournament, uh, let's start with PJ Black. Right now, here are the updated brackets. He had a nice match with uh, with Tony, right? Tony Deppin? Tony Deppin. Yeah, and, and we were talking about it earlier. I, uh, PJ Black hit this weird – it, it wasn't a crucifix bomb, but it was like a crucifix pile driver. I don't really know how to describe the way it worked, but um, Tony Deppin's thing going into this match was um, you can punch me in the face and I'm going to fall down, but I'm going to get back up and I'm going to get back up and I'm going to get back up. That was kind yeah. of his mantra. And uh, that's sort of what happened. I mean, at, right toward the end of that match, PJ Black hit him with uh, two big moves. He kicked out of them. Then yeah. he hit this – he hit this crucifix driver that just that did him in. Yeah, like I said, he actually the, the the first of the three moves that he did him. I forget it was some some kind of uh, a pickup power bomb. He kicked out at one. He kicked out right away. I'm like well, look at right. that. <laughs> and then he hit him with some kind of like lifting suplex into a spinning DDT, which was pretty crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, I believe is it this, hot sauce got the win, right? Hot sauce got the win. Um, but Russ Taylor really took it to him. Uh, the thing about this, uh, just to remind people about the rules, the pure tournament, you only get three rope breaks. Um, after that, you can you can put your foot on the rope. It doesn't break a pin. It doesn't break a submission. Yeah. And Russ Taylor got um, Tracy Williams to use all his rope breaks. So his his strategy was. Williams uses all his rope breaks, and then I get him a submission, and he's going to have to tap. The other thing is that if there isn't a decision, then it goes to judges, and the judges are going to favor somebody who has less rope breaks than yeah. their opponent. So, yeah. um, but in the end, Tracy Williams got the got the victory. So yeah, so and then so now we have our um, our elite eight, I guess if you want to call it that. We got two. Uh, quarterfinal matches next week, and th this is your pick. There's two of your guys that go to the final. Um, yep. I spy a Jersey guy, Jay Lethal, uh, going against David Finley, and then Jonathan Grisham and Matt Seidel. Uh, I'm tuning in for both of these. Yeah, yeah, those are – I mean, they're going to be good matches. You're in a point now where you've got the Ring of Honor names. Uh, yeah. These are, these are all people that you know, um, and so you got – you know, I, I'm picking Lethal and Gresham. Obviously, those are the that's the finals that I've picked from the very beginning. So yeah, um, I could be wrong. I mean, there's no, you know, he's got to go through Matt Seidel. Gresham does, and um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a good good uh, good Ring of Honor TV this week. Yeah, I'm looking forward to. It. I'm definitely gonna tune into that one. So that is our reports uh, from New Japan and Ring of Honor. Brian, I'm going to jump you off the screen for all of two seconds. You're not going anywhere, though, pal. Uh, we're going to bring you back in to talk some AEW. Uh, I just got to make sure that everyone's aligned with their graphics. So boom, two, three, and four. Uh, we got the Johns back. Um, I don't know if we want to use the Johns as a tag team name. I need to think of a tag team name for you guys because you guys are always on together. Jane Jay. Before you jump, jump out, EC3 video package at the end of Ring of Honor. You told me not to forget about this. You told me not to forget about this, too. I apologize. Start over again. Yeah. yeah Carter. It's, it's just a, it's a really interesting thing. I didn't didn't know this was happening. Didn't, didn't necessarily see it coming, but EC3, the same type of uh, control your narrative, 
type of messaging. He had a little video package at the end of Ring of Honor TV. So he's going to be debuting on Ring of Honor and he'll be doing double duty Ring of Honor and Impact. I think this is this it, it presents an opportunity where he could be a Moxley level star for those two companies. Oh, he 100% could be, but I think I remember actually Josh Matthews uh, with all his <laughs> comments. Uh, he threw out there one time that I guess, I mean, I know it's, you know, it's kind of like Keith. Uh, EC3 doesn't work there. Yeah, maybe it's the same thing. I know uh, the rumor has it that the, the Good Brothers, um, they sign a specific contract. They can do Impact, but they can do New Japan yeah. as well. Uh, I guess whenever big events and, they, you know, and travel starts up again. So, yeah, well, maybe EC3. It, it seems like Impact's very lenient, and I guess the wrestling world benefits from it. So, That's right. um, good for that. So we're going to transition from EC3 um, to AEW. There you go. And uh, John DeConi, um, throughout my time knowing you, um, we know that you are a diehard Chris Jericho fan. You have flashed. There you go. You got the shirt on right now. And you have flashed uh, his action figure on screen on several occasions. Um, they are celebrating tomorrow night 30 years of Chris Jericho. Some of these classic shots that Ryan has put up uh, with his minutes to bell time. Um, graphic studio. I'm assuming he's got a studio. That's let's just make that yeah, let's make that true. Sure, he's got a studio. Um, John DeConi, we'll start the round table with you. Just real quick, your favorite Jericho moment. There's a ton in the past 30 years. Uh well, you made the mistake of going to me first. I'm gonna take the cop out and uh, go with one of the greatest mark out moments of all time, his debut in WWE. I mean, maybe no better debut ever as far as I'm concerned. No, I jumped out of my chair to count down the millennium, and it was him interrupting The Rock. Uh, John Smith. Oh, I mean, with, uh, the, the stuff with Kevin Owens was so good, but I got to go with beating Stone Cold and The Rock in, in the same night to win the Undisputed Championship. John, you cannot see behind John DeConi's, uh on his wall back there, but that is the, the painting. It's the, the Jericho and Owens. The creation <laughs> of KO. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was, they were so great. But, yeah, John Smith, you, you, I'm, I'm assuming somebody was going to take it, dude. When, when you beat The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin in the same night in back-to-back -back matches and become the first ever – uh, wrestling heavyweight champion in history, undisputed. That's that, that tops my list as well. That was a great night, and that was a great way. In my opinion, and Ryan Joy, I said you should you should write a, some kind of letter with this. The year two thousand one, in my opinion, was the best year in wrestling history, and it ended with Jericho holding both straps. Yeah, a lot of great things in two thousand one. Um, you know, Ring of Honor's starting up. You know, all those kind of things. My my Chris Jericho moment, by the way, is, is the same as John DeConnie's kind of cop out, but not right. Uh, so uh, last week, Chris Jericho defeated Isaiah Cassidy. Uh, Isaiah Cassidy uh, was doing a springboard off uh, the middle rope to hit Jericho to move. Jericho decided to you know shove his elbow out there and blast him with the Judas effect. Um, is that Cassidy's brother? Was that yeah? You know what? Orange and Isaiah, it's, it's potential. Right. I think. And in between those two, and then you got Kimberly, Brody Lee, and Keith Lee. The Lee family is very predominant in the wrestling world as well. <laughs> um, John DeConi, you had a, you said you wanted to mention, you wanted to talk about is a Jericho in this match, and then I guess the altercation that he had during the match that's leading into tomorrow night. 
Yes, yes. So, yes, he, he uh, had the perfect timing on the Judas effect to catch Cassidy coming back in the ring and get the win. And then afterwards, as he took his tumble outside the ring and uh, was, you know, giving all greetings and salutations, he jumped over the, the wall and uh, landed a haymaker on Luther that led to, uh, sorry about that, uh, Jake and Jericho, uh, who will face Luther and Serpentico, the Chaos Project. Yes, and you know what? It, it's, it's very sad that Serpentico is involved in this because for five, for a hot second there, we saw he was a member of the inner circle <laughs> uh, a couple of weeks ago. It turned out to be Sandy Guevara's return. But uh, uh, John Nakani, are you going to give Jericho the win on his 30th uh, anniversary? I believe the only time I know they celebrated Hunter's 25th, uh, the only time I think that the Undertaker wrestled on his 25th at Survivor Series, he got the win. He tagged with Kane to beat somebody. Yeah, as much as I think there would be a lot of humor in a Chris Jericho meltdown uh, for ruining his special night, I'm going to go with a victory for Jake and Jericho. Yeah, uh, Ryan, Chris Jericho put on social media, him and Luther go way back, apparently. Yeah, and uh, I'll be honest, Minista Belton does not have the win-loss record for Luther versus Chris Jericho. <laughs> Just, uh, but, but Jericho is upset. What's that? Something to strive for. Jericho's upset that Luther has a bigger deal in Japan, but Jericho is by far a bigger deal in the United States, and he's going to win this match. There you go. John Smith. Um, I like the idea of Jericho losing on his night, so I'm, I'm, I'd like to see that. So I'm going with Luther and who's the other guy? I'm sorry. Serpentico. They call it the Chaos Project. Right. Um, I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not betting against Jericho. Maybe Jericho screws up or whatever. Jake Hager is not going to let him lose on his 30th. You know, he's got a, he's got a big Oklahoma Haas on his apron and his team. Uh, not to mention three other guys probably circling ringside, uh, waiting to celebrate. Uh, speaking of the inner circle and 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 them in full force, uh, MJF went into the locker room and gave them gifts of uh, some nice new jackets. Uh, they forgot Sammy's or Sammy's got lost or whatever the situation was. Um, but John Nakani, MJF's up to something, but then as MJF left, Jerry, Jer something hit in Jericho's head too, because Sammy's about to call him a loser, and Jericho, oh, wait a minute, maybe he's not. Yeah, Jer uh, Jericho's got, he's got something planned for him, I, I, I'm racking my brain, I don't know what it could be, but, uh, yeah, Jericho, uh, what, what's the, uh, the, the term in like the FBI and the CIA, a, a UI, a useful idiot. I think Jericho's got a plan to use MJF somewhere. Well, I think they're both trying to use each other, though. That's the funniest part. This, this, those two, this could be fun. This, this could be fun because I don't think they're going to ever be on the same page, but they're going to pretend like they are. I think this is going to be good. It's going to be a um, summer. Ryan, uh, our defending champion, John Moxley. Uh, he had to put his belt on the line two weeks in a row. This time it was against somebody of Eddie Kingston's choosing. Uh, you nailed it right on the head. He went with the butch. Well, what can I say? You know, Eddie Kingston, man, I can read him like a book. I picked him to win the Casino Battle Royal. He didn't lose. <laughs> and then guess what? He didn't even tap out, and he let Bryce Rumsberg know about that. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, he picks, he picks Big Butch. Look out behind you, John Moxley. He's right there. Yeah. Kind yeah. of a fiend in a way. Um, and, you know, in the end, it was a, a the bulldog pile driver and a bulldog choke. 
for uh, Moxley to retain his title. So now we're straight, straight forward towards the anniversary show where he's going to fight Archer. Yeah, that's not this week. That is uh, next week. So we'll definitely get into that match in a little more detail, uh, or as detail as we get <laughs> uh, for next week's uh, main event for the one-year anniversary show, Dynamite. Uh, Darby Allen, uh, he defeated Ricky Starks. I think a lot of us had Starks in that match. Um, he had a coffin drop on uh, Starks. Was working over back. Darby, Darby Allen um, was working over his back the entire match. Cage tried to interfere, uh, and Will Hobbs actually intercepted Brian Cage before any of the uh, that kind of chaos happened. Um, so what we have signed for the first time, and John DeConte, it has to be over 15 years. The FTW Championship is on the line in a wrestling match. Yes, indeed. And uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that the champion is going to retain, considering, you know, I don't think you'd give up the belt. You know, Taz's not letting that belt out of his sight anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but what was, what was the last FTW match? I know you mentioned him and Sabu training in the back. You know, he said he didn't defend him in ECW all that much. Yeah, no, I, I think the only time it was actually defended was in that uh, match against Sabu, where he pulled Sabu on top of him to give him the belt so that then they could unify it with a ECW world title match. So that may have been the only time it was actually on the line. So this is the second ever FTW. Maybe. <laughs> potentially. Ryan Joy, you, you may speak. Ryan, uh, Cage has defended it on Dark. I can't tell you today who the opponent was, but Cage did defend it one time on Dark. All right, if it happens on Dark, does it happen, though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it counts yeah. in the minutes to bell time, win-loss record. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, 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 yeah. is, is zero and zero. <laughs> it's official. If it happens on YouTube, does it happen? But I know we're aired on YouTube, but we're also aired on <laughs> Zingo TV, channel 198, all across the globe. So if you have Zingo TV... Make sure you turn on uh, the I-95 Sports Network channel 198. You can watch us on TV. Are we live on that on TV right now, too? We are live on TV. John, we're on our way. We've got to even put makeup on. That, we're on our way. Laugh in case anybody's wondering, John's just really small. Uh, so uh, who do you got, John Smith? Who do you got, Cage and yeah. Will Hobbs? I got Cage winning it, or Cage keeping the belt in some fashion. Hobbs can win by DQ if you want, but the belt's not leaving Taz's corner. That's all I'll say. Okay, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with that too. I'm not a DQ because that's only happened. I guess according to Ryan Joy's uh, live sports bureau, one, once uh, in an Iron Man match. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna go Cage here. I mean, Hobbs is a new guy. Why would they give Hobbs the belt right off the bat? That didn't make sense to me. Ryan Joy. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go Cage on this. I mean. Will Hobbs will probably have a good showing. Maybe maybe he even wins by the DQ or something, but the belt stays the cage. All right. Uh, John Smith, FTR's 20-minute brush with greatness. Uh, didn't go the full 20 minutes. Uh, it did go past 15, though. I did uh, hear the uh, – I guess they do announce uh, five-minute intervals um, in AEW. Uh, Tully Blanchard tripped up Scorpio Sky, um, a la Bobby Heenan tripping up the Warrior. Uh, so that ravaging Rick Rude could win the Intercontinental Championship way back at WrestleMania five, uh, and then you know Tully held the leg down while uh, Wheeler got the pinfall. Uh, so very good, very good. With that. Nice little throwback. Tully Blanchard was at WrestleMania five. 
Yeah. Uh, but then they went backstage. They ran into best friends again. Called them comedic wrestlers. Jasmine, what's your thoughts? You want the, uh, we, we picked you for the FTR. I know you like the revival. Yeah, Cash and Carson. <laughs> um, I, I mean, it was, what would you say? It, it went 20, no, it went 13 and 37, according to MinutesToBellTime.com, which I have right in front of me. It's my bookmark. Um, and they cut a real nice promo beforehand, which I like. I don't like seeing the Revival use too much heel tactics because they they're good enough to win without them. I like we all we get it. You guys are really good at you know outsmarting the other guy, but like save it for when it's a it's an opponent that we actually think you're you're gonna lose to, you know. Okay, that's an interesting way to look at that. I was thinking as we were talking, I was thinking maybe it's the other way around. It's like, okay, let them let him do the heel, you know, the cheap tactics now, so that when it is a big match, when they fight the Bucks and they straight up beat them, it's like, oh, there you go. That's the revival we all know and love, right? The revival that battled DIY, DIY, uh, DIY all across the uh, the globe back in the NXT days. Um, Orange Cassidy defeated 10 of the Dark Border after a Superman punch followed by whatever that Alabama slam dropped. He picked him up at Alabama slam and then just dropped him right on the back of his neck. Uh, thank God 10 knew it was coming. He cr- he curled his head up right away going in. Um, that looked devastating. So uh, that was a pretty I, – I, I like that move better than just using a Superman punch. Yeah. Um, Miro's having issues with Kip Sabian's bachelor party, you know, because of the, 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 the circumstances and, and, and everything's closed and it's, it's the COVID. So he's, he's struggling right now. Um, so Billy Mitchell, actually, I looked this guy up because it didn't sound familiar. I think, it, I don't know, maybe this is something cool with the kids on this. Apparently this guy is the Guinness book of world record holder for Pac-Man, like the 1983 version of Pac-Man. Um, he's the only one ever to do the perfect score. Apparently, level two fifty six. There's like glitches, and he like did it with his eyes closed or something. It was really interesting story. So apparently, Billy Mitchell is going to be helping Miro uh, with Kip Sabian's bachelor party. Uh, that is going to be quote Rumspringa crazy, and I had to look that up as well. <laughs> I had no idea what a Rumspringa is. I thought maybe I missed that too. Apparently. Um, it's like an Irish, an Amish sweet 16 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, it's something to do with an Amish passage into manhood. So that's, leave it up it's, to Miro, you know? I, it's when, it's when the Amish people get to go out into the real world and see if they want to stay Amish for the rest of your life. Oh. It's like in, okay. um, you ever see Kingpin? Yes. Well, yeah, but I, I remember Rump Springer. Springer right there. Yeah. All right. Great movie. And now, now I want to watch Kingpin. It's an awesome movie. Yeah. Uh, oh, Britt Baker oh. defeated Red Velvet with a curb stomp. I caught you as a curb stomp. Uh, she applied the lockjaw post match uh, for the heel tactic. Um, staying with the women's division, we actually have a women's match tomorrow night. Big Swole going against Serena D. Very interesting match up here. I like it. Serena D freshly offered, freshly inked. Uh, AEW contract. Uh, she is now officially part of the team, so just throw it. Let's get it. Throw her on TV. Ryan Joy, we'll start with you, our AEW correspondent. And by the way, how was the show? <laughs> so uh, I will. I will be there tomorrow. Yeah, I know. I'm joking around. I know you said the last Wednesday was taped. But it was, I'm laughing because 
it's taped and you can obviously see there's nobody in in the audience in the crowd other than the rest but during jericho's music they were still like, oh, yeah. singing crazy <laughs> I, <laughs> I, and honestly if i if i have a criticism about AEW's uh, television broadcast on those tape shows sometimes they pipe in way too much crowd noise and i can't hear what jim ross and excalibur and and, and company are saying but um as far as my pick in this match it's it's kind of too close to call almost but i feel like swole is is on the way up and serena yeah. deep is coming in so i'm gonna pick big swole yeah it's like you know I'll, I'll cut the line here serena deep i just i don't think she's there to maybe she is there to compete maybe she i just feel like she's more locker room leader slash mickey james type ish and yeah exactly swole was just on a pay-per-view she just won on a pay-per-view I think Swole's going to keep going here. John Smith? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll say Swole as well for all those reasons. All right, John DeCounty. Make it unanimous, Big Swole. All right. Now this is this is the one. Uh, first off, before I, I, I bring this up, kudos to Ryan Joy. Minutes the bell time with the graphic last week uh, with Cody and his response to the doll collar match with a picture of Piper and Greg the Hammer Valentine, which was mentioned by JR um they're in the con they're in the commentary so that is it that's the greatest dog tower match of all time um i've never seen it i guess maybe i should i should do myself a favor and do it but cody uh came out in a promo uh he played a little haha with us said no and then came back with a fire i want to do it so uh john smith will get you out of the way first here uh we got a dog collar match uh brody eight and one his lone defeat is to john moxley and uh cody's two losses um one is Brody, obviously. He uh, took the title away from him. Ryan, who's the other one? MJF. There you go. John Smith, who do you got? Get you out of the way first. Oh, yeah, definitely Brody Lee. There you mm. go. John DeConi. Yeah, I'm going to go with Brody Lee. There's uh, too many ways for uh, him to get helped out. Underhanded tactics. Tactics. Okay, yeah, Ryan Joy, you going to make this unanimous here? Yeah, I, I will, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the assist to John Silver. <laughs> <laughs> he's the one that's up in all. He's the little ball guy, right? He's the one. He, yeah. he loves helping. He's 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 very pro dark order. John Silver. He he loves helping out and holding the belt for Brody. And yeah, he likes getting involved. So yeah, all right. Shout out to John Silver. All right. So uh, wow, one thirty. Here we go. We are going. It's uh, I don't know if maybe there's a window open down here. It's getting a little drafty. <laughs> in here. I got my long sleeves on, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, actually, before we get to the draft, real quick, AEW Ryan Joy, you want me to point out they are doing a number one contenders uh, tournament. Uh, we get to go, uh, talk more tournament, more brackets coming up uh, with the finals of this tournament being at full gear uh, with the winner getting, uh, I said, becoming the number one contender uh, for the AEW championship. Uh, whether it's Mox or Archer or whoever walks out of full gear, um, that is yet to be determined. But now we'll do it. Now we'll get a little drafty. Actually, I have the little corner logo. There he is. There's the draft. And Ryan Joy, of course, he uh, minutes the bell time. Uh, I guess maybe we should have pre uh, proofread this before we put it up there. I did not. Uh, but this is night one of the draft on SmackDown. Night two will be on Raw. Uh, pretty much the way we can preview this, boys. Um, right now, uh, what I'll do is, uh, here is the current raw roster. 
Um, as you can see, these are all the male competitors. I haven't divided up as you know faces and heels. I know it's you know sometimes it's 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 a gray area, but just for uh, purposes of organization, there we got Drew McIntyre, Edge, Mysterio. We got big shows on there. Uh, don't forget Samoa Joe. Uh, I'm sorry I put Umberto Korea on there. He is an official member of the Royal roster. He's, he's SmackDown wants him. I'm sure Rob will be happy to give him to him. Yeah. Uh, outside, you got Randy. You got the Hurt Business. Uh, Mustafa Ali's now a Retribution. Alistair Black. Uh, I threw Davikato in there. I don't think he's an official Raw member, but he's been running around Raw on the ground. And there he is down at the bottom. I don't know if he'll be involved in this. But uh, I know the rumors going around that Brock Lesnar's contract was up. I don't know. He's still on WWE.com in their Raw roster. So he's on here. Brock Lesnar uh, can still be looming around. And as far as the Raw women go, this is actually a pretty stacked division. Uh, like I said, this is uh, if I were to make a uh, you know a, a top five between all the five companies, whatever. This is the most stacked. I think Raw's got the best women's division. You got Oscar, our current champion, with Becky, Bianca Belair, um, all the way down to Dana Brooks. Charlotte Flair, she's been out injured. She's, of course, then you got your women's tag team champions. Um, the Iconics are right there. Unfortunately, I had to put them on a separate line. That still just absolutely breaks my heart. And then we can't forget, I mean, they weren't here last night, but uh, Mercedes Martinez and Mia Yim in retribution, they are now on the Raw roster as well. I cannot remember what their new names are. Uh, maybe Silly Putty and Thumbtack. I don't know. So what we're going to do right now, so I gave you the Royal roster. Uh, let's just go with maybe 50%. I don't know. Who knows? They, they haven't announced the format. They haven't announced this, that, or the other thing. So just uh, John Smith, we'll start with you. Um, give me some names here. Who do you want to see go to SmackDown out of that roster? Those, uh, oh, oh, man, I got a few here, but um, definitely the Viking Raiders. They're my number one. I need to get them off of Raw, get them just like start all over and go and take those tag titles eventually from Nakamura and Cesaro. Okay. Um, I'd like to see Aleister Black and KO both move over just because I like the involvement with the, with the Fiend and Alexa. Okay. And... Um, Bianca Belair and and Zelina Vega, I, I would like to see go over there also. All right, very good. There you go, John DeCani. Who would you like to see from Raw go over to SmackDown? Uh, I would love to see Shayna go over there uh, because I just want to see her tear up some women's division. I don't care which one it is. Once they eventually uh, drop those titles, or even before, it doesn't really matter. But uh, most importantly, the most important thing that comes out of this draft for her own safety. Can we please trade Lana to AEW? <laughs> they're going to have a surplus of tables if they get rid of Lana and get her. <laughs> uh, Ryan Joy, uh, from Raw to SmackDown, who do you got? I'm going to give you my. I'm going to give you a little reasoning behind too. Uh, yeah, sure. Brock Lesnar to SmackDown. Okay. And I think, uh, and I think we have Brock Lesnar take out Roman Reigns. The title gets vacated. It's decided at the Royal Rumble for the first time in 29 years. Matt Riddle wins. And then Brock versus Matt at WrestleMania. Oh, so you had this all the way planned out to WrestleMania. I know, it laid right out. <laughs> and then who did, okay, might as well just go with the other. So we got Matt Riddle versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Who wins? I don't know. <laughs> Riddle, I guess. Dang it, all right. So this is this whole everything is just is it will eventually be based around Matt. I, 
Bro, that's a very stallion prediction right there. Very stallion prediction. Uh, my my other the only other one I'll, I'll mention is I think Dominic and Ray need to go to SmackDown because I'd like to see them feud with the Usos. Ooh, that'd be good. Yep. Okay. Um, for me, uh, my uh, what I want to see from Raw to SmackDown, um, I'm actually gonna send I want to send Alistair Black over there. I think his feud with KO is done. They've had two matches. KO got him twice. I know that just gives more reason for Black to keep kicking him in the face. Um, like he did on Monday. But if you're going to start up with something, Kevin Owens and The Fiend, um, you might as well just get Aleister Black out of there. So send Aleister Black over to SmackDown. I think Andrade needs a restart. I think this is a good, good opportunity. With Angel Garza hurt, um, I don't think it's a severe injury. He might be back in a couple weeks from what I'm told or from what I read online. Uh, but if this is, here's a chance to get Andrade um, out of the woods and a fresh start and fresh matches for him. I think that'd be good for him. And if, if, if Ali is in charge of retribution and Cedric is in the Hurt Business, get Ricochet out of there. Get him over to SmackDown. He, need, he needs a restart, too. Just let Apollo Crews get, take the brunt of all of that, those whooping uh, by himself. Um, there's no reason to put Ricochet through that. So get Ricochet out of there on the SmackDown. From the women's side, uh, get Peyton Royce over there. Get her a fresh start. Uh, Zelina Vega, she lost an honor with you on that one. She just lost to Oscar twice. Um, she hit her ceiling quick. Get her over there uh, to start her uh, feud over again. And then John DeConi, I'm kind of half with you on that. I'm sending Nia Jax over to SmackDown. But here's the fun part is because there's still the tag team champions. They're still going to appear on both shows anyway. But they're going to be on opposing Survivor Series teams. And that's the fun part that I want to see. I want to see each of the tag team champions on each survivors of their team. So let me get this to be over with Tamina. Maybe give Tamina some relevance again. Um, let, me get, let me get this right. If I'm, if I'm understanding you, you want more Nia Jax? Right now, she's she's not like most girls, John. She's not like <laughs> most girls. <laughs> Just checking. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to do the same thing. Here is the current... Uh, SmackDown roster, uh, Braun Strowman, who's, he just, he keeps on appearing on Raw. Daniel Bryan, you forgot about him. He's still around. Uh, Jeff Hardy, the Usos, uh, the New Day still, like I said, uh, two of those guys are injured. Uh, there's Matt Riddle, uh, who Ryan has main eventing and winning the WWE <laughs> at WrestleMania, which was awesome. I, that'd be crazy if that happens. As far as the heel, and then like, there's Kane on the bottom too. Uh, Bo Dallas, can't forget about him. Uh, Roman Reigns, there's our there's our universal champion, our Reigns and defending. You got the Fiend, AJ Styles, uh, Sammy, and then there's a name I haven't seen or said in a long time, probably since the show started. But yes, Lars Sullivan is still a WWE uh, employee. I guess maybe you have to consider him in some of this. But yeah, Lars is Lars is still under contract. Uh, and as far as women go, like I said, as great as Raw is, this is AEW just bad. Uh, at least as far as numbers go. There's some quality there with Sasha Banks, Naomi, Nikki, Bailey, Alexa, and then you know, Carmella, Lacey Evans, Tamina. I guess Paige is injured. That's how many? We got four and six. That's ten. You got one who's permanently injured and retired, and the other one who's just spitting out kids every other year in Maurice. Um, so there's really only, you know, eight women in this division. So, uh, so now we'll go uh, the reverse way. And Ryan Joy, we will start with you. Well, Who's from SmackDown do you want to see go over to Raw? And you know I've got this whole storyline book too. 
Um, you know, Sasha. Yeah, what's gonna happen in the main event of WrestleMania for the Universal Title? Here we go. <laughs> so Sasha, Sasha Banks needs to go to Raw, um, and the main reason you kind of alluded to it earlier. I'd like this to be a WrestleMania match, and I don't want it to get watered down by a whole bunch of matches between now and then. Um, so I actually kind of want to see Sasha denied her match. She has to go to Raw. She ends up winning the Rumble. She's griping the whole time that she's on a different brand with than Bailey. And then she yep. gets to challenge Bailey. Um, that and the other one I want to see is Morrison. I want to get him to go to Raw so he can wrestle Ricochet. I'd like to see Morrison versus Ricochet. That'd be awesome. That'd be absolutely. Did they ever play Moose Underground? I don't think Morrison was there when uh, Ricochet was there. Yeah, I don't think so. But, but uh, yeah, so, 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 minutes. For those who don't speak Lucha Underground, uh, Ricochet's name was Prince Puma. Uh, he's actually, I don't know if the first or the second or third, he was one of the early Lucha Underground ch uh, champions um, over there. And then Johnny Mundo didn't come in until a little bit later on. So, um, John DeConti, who would you like to see go to Raw from the SmackDown roster? Uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's all about reuniting Otis with his peach. Send heavy machinery over there, baby. <laughs> That's everything. All right, John Smith. Who would you like to see? Uh, I definitely like to see Nikki Cross go over there. Um, possibly even turn heel, but doesn't have to. But we need to heal Nikki Cross in our lives at some point before Vince drops the ball with her and gets rid of her. Um, Lacey Evans, I'd like to see go over there because Asuka needs a needs a new heel to fight. Okay. And um, I'd like to see Baron Corbin move over because he's like. The type of guy that I could see like siding with retribution when everybody else is against them, even even the hurt business, you know. So I, I like the idea of that and um, Braun Strowman since he's so involved with Raw Underground anyway. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I got Braun Strowman as well. He's over there. It just seems like they got nothing for him to SmackDown, and that's why he's been appearing on Raw Underground. It just just let him do it now. If he's starting something with Keith Lee now, too, like there was not a winner. They, they, that match lasted two seconds before it spilled to the outside and it was counted out. So, yeah, throw, I think Braun Strowman, I don't want to call in this a lock, but I think Braun Strowman uh, kind of a lock to go over to Raw. Um, AJ Styles, I, I honestly, I think that Jay Uso loss, I think there was more to it. Um, yes, to put over Jay, to put over, but it's just like, okay, well, we're, we're, we're switching it anyway, so this loss isn't going to hurt you. When we throw you back over to Raw, Heyman's not running it anymore. So, like, you can be happy over there. Apparently, the rumor was that him and Heyman getting along when Heyman was in charge. But uh, I think AJ Styles, uh, I think that's, that was the reason why he's like, okay, you're, you're done with the IC title feud. Put over Jay, and uh, we'll send you over. And uh, unfortunately, if there's ever a chance to break up the New Jay, two of them are injured. Um, send Big E over. I think that's the reason why they're rushing this few, uh, this uh, tonight as well. Um, I think Big E's going to get the win here. I think he's going to be a uh, con convincing win, but a hard-fought win to put him over huge. Um, and then we get the Big E show um, without like a New Day breakup, without a heel turn. Um, then when they, you know, they meet in the Rumble, it'll be a great moment, or they meet, you know, whatever. So uh, I, I think if you're going to do it, I think now's the time uh, to be as painless as possible. As I drop my pen. And then for the women, uh, Ryan Joy has said, I, I, I'm piggybacking off you with Sasha Banks. I completely agree 100%. When this whole thing started and they broke up, when Alicia Ashton uh, broke up, uh, I think this is too early. This is The, the payoff supposed to be right.
WrestleMania on this. Like, there's hat. Like, why can't we? Like, this can't be hell in a cell. Like, this can't. The draft is the answer. So I thought maybe the injury when she she snapped, they keep Sasha out, then she came back next week. I, yeah, I thought it up, but now exactly separated the slow build to WrestleMania. Yeah, that's the early Sasha Banks winning the Rumble, and then she she's gonna choose Bailey right you now, right then and there. I get in the ring. I choose Bailey. So uh, one last brand we have to bring up. Um, here's NXT. Um, some of these guys could get called up. I mean, it hasn't been ruled in or out whether or not NXT is involved in this. But uh, we'll, we'll make it a point to bring it up anyway. Um, we have Finn Balor, the, who's the current champion, who possibly could be going on IR with a broken jaw. Got the Undisputed Era, our uh, wonderful tag team champions of Brizongo, uh, with Kushida, Ashante the Adonis, who came out of left field to help Swerve Scott during their match, fend off Legado del Fantasma. Don't forget about Mansoor. Uh, Mansoor is undefeated in Saudi Arabia, so that's going to go a long way if he goes on one of those main roster brands. <laughs> uh, we have Karrion Cross who's currently on IR. Ciampa Gargano, the Dream, has been rumored to be have been called out for about three years now. Um, with Austin Theory, who just got sent back down. Grizzled young veterans, don't, you know, don't fall asleep on them. And then, you know, Kona Reeves, who we have not seen in a very long time. He is the finest. Then going with our women's division, we have our current champion, Io Shirai. Io Shirai, after a successful title defense. Uh, Rhea Ripley, Ember Moon just came back. Tony Storm just came back. Uh, a Jersey Girl's not a bad pick if they want. Casey Teagan just went on IR. Again, it just breaks my heart. Uh, on the heel side, you have Dakota, you have Candice, you have Chelsea. Um, all the way down to Scarlett, maybe Marina and Jessamine. They get called up to be with uh, with uh, their buddy Shayna Baszler. Maybe bring back Ronda. Who knows? So I guess the question with this one is, uh, John Smith, as our senior NXT correspondent, we'll throw with you on this one. Does anybody from NXT get involved in this? Um, I got two names that I think are definitely – no, one name that's definitely coming up, and that's the Dream, Velveteen Dream. I think what he did on Sunday was kind of like his last hurrah before going up to the main roster. Okay. Um, I'm almost as confident in Rhea Ripley coming up. And okay. then uh, my wild card is – Dexter Loomis, but I don't know. He was in the background of the other the other day on NXT, so that I don't think that's going to happen. But I I could see Vince liking that character and wanting him on the main roster. I think Vince will fall in love with that character. Exactly, one hundred percent correct. John DeConi, what do you see getting called up? Uh, I, I I see this as kind of a uh, oh, oh, this is too bad for him, even though it's technically a call up. Uh, someone like Thatcher. Going up and uh, going to SmackDown and uh, rolling with Riddle and rolling with Gulak and if even uh, uh, Bry uh, pops his head back on the screen for a little while and then unfortunately like Gulak I see him probably settling into uh, chasing around our truth for the next three years after that. I love Daniel Bryan versus Tennessee Thatcher right there. That's freaking awesome. Very very well good match booking, John McCann. There you go. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's not Matt Riddle versus Brock Lesnar in the main event of WrestleMania. I'm never going to let this go. I really love this. I love this, Ryan Joy. Go. You got anything for my next day? Um, I think you guys got the, the ones where there's a reasonable shot. Um, but I I would like to see Johnny Gargano come for a short program. I don't want to see him stay for a long term, but I'm going to do a short intercontinental title program uh, with Daniel Bryan, with 
style, maybe Zane, I guess. Um, I think that'd be a good call up. The other ones that, you know, we didn't talk about NXT UK, and they obviously can't travel right now, but in the back of my head, I've got Imperium versus the Hurt Business. And as a, as a match somewhere, at some point, maybe it's not a call up, maybe that's a Survivor Series thing, but that's in the back of my head somewhere. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I know we, you know we didn't really get a chance to touch on it earlier with, um, I forgot to bring it up, talking about Retribution and Mustafa Ali. Um, I know they haven't mentioned Survivor Series. I'm still hoping it's Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. I, I love the gang warfare and the brand warfare and the, the, the rah-rah with the teams and everything like that. I absolutely love it. I'm looking forward to it. But you can sneak in a four-on-four now that there's a fourth member of Retribution uh, versus the Hurt Business and a Survivor. And just, just keep them away from the from the brand warfare because they got their own gang warfare going on. So hopefully they can, you know, they, there's only, you know, sneak in a third Survivor Series match to go with the, the triple threat men and the triple threat women. Um, for me, I got a couple of locks here. I got a couple of locks of NXT superstars getting called up. Ready? Dominic Dijakovic, Shane Thorne, Deal Madden, Mia Yim, Mercedes Martinez, and Keith Lee. How about they already called up the guys that they wanted? Like, I don't think anybody's going anywhere. And they, they just got Tony Storm and Ember Moon back. Um, I, I think NXT, I think they're staying put. I don't, I, there's no reason to, to, to kill more of them, you know, than they've already just got taken away from. They just lost three male, well, you count Keith Lee, four male superstars, or three, because Dio Madden wasn't really on TV, I'm sorry, so three male superstars and two of their top women. You know, Mercedes Martinez just made an in a cage, and me and Yim has been around for a while. She's been putting on great matches, so I don't think... No on NXT, and I, I think we're I think we're all in agreement here because I didn't hear any of this happen. All the champions are staying put. Like I don't think Roman um, is going to get drafted to Raw and just to switch from McIntyre over to SmackDown or any. I, I don't. You don't see any champions jumping shows. Not unless they swap the mid card. I think mid card or putting the tag teams together since they have a you know a little trouble in the tag team division. You know, there's always there's been that rumor for a couple of weeks of them. Uh, Going to one set of tag team champs, yeah. but other than that, now, yeah, but see, with the mid cards don't work either because then you got to take Bobby Lashley out of the hurt business. Like you can't, I don't think you can do that as much as I don't know. Anyway, so uh, that will do it with our draft preview and and pretty much our show. But it's that wonderful time of the week where I get to talk about my top thirty favorite WrestleMania matches um, of all time. Again, these are my favorites. Uh, I'm not saying they're the best ever. God knows some of them aren't, but uh, I love them. Uh, like I said, this is just general excitement from my end to pass along to you guys. The countdown, 25 weeks or 30 weeks to WrestleMania. We are down to number 25 right now. Um, this one's going to go back to my childhood. Um, I would say you laughed. You, you, you didn't laugh and you didn't cry. You hurled. You definitely cried, though. It was it was a very heart-wrenching match. It was, it was a match that... The company wasn't big enough for the both of them, so they put their careers on the line at WrestleMania 7. It's the Ultimate Warrior and the Macho King, Randy Savage. Um, like I said, in a career-ending match, uh, Savage cost Warrior the WWF Championship at the Rumble prior to that and then didn't even make it into the Rumble match because the Warrior chased him out of the building, uh, so to speak. But they, uh, these two had a few. And this was the last match as the Macho King... Uh, he dropped five elbows 
on the Ultimate Warrior. Warrior still kicked out, uh, which was absolutely crazy. As a as a ten year old and eleven year old, being the hugest Ultimate Warrior fan that I was, tears were coming down my face after elbows. And even though I loved Randy Savage, I didn't want to see the Warrior go away. Um, but there was actually five shoulder blocks, and the Warrior put his foot on Savage's chest, raises. It was a very uneventful ending. It was weird. Like I, that one caught me off guard. Um, as a kid watching it back then, like, holy crap, Max is over. But, um, yeah, so Macho Man Savage, Macho King Randy Savage, his career ended that night. Uh, fast forward three months later, Savage was reinstated and the Ultimate Warrior was fired, so it was all done. <laughs> There's some scary Sherry and Miss Elizabeth in there, too. Yeah, like I said, they, they got the happy ending. Miss Elizabeth was there. She was there for her man. Uh, Sherry got <laughs> That's her meal ticket! You know, that's, <laughs> that's so, uh, yeah, so Elizabeth came to the aid, uh, and then they said they got married. Uh, Jake Roberts put a cobra in their wedding gift. Yeah. Is that the uh, best warrior? Like I said, you know, Ultimate Warrior put a gun to Vince McMahon's head right before SummerSlam 91. I'm not performing in, you know, in the main event of SummerSlam unless you pay this money right before the match started. And this isn't rumored, this is according to the self-destruction of Ultimate Warrior DVD that I got right as soon as it came out. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's a fun one. So, uh, yeah, going forward, pay some bills here. I'm not going to get my bills here. We got uh, the primetime rundown series is going forward. I know we have a, a wrong graphic here. I did not get a new one yet. Uh, but the primetime rundown is on Fridays. Uh, it's powered by StreamYard. It's Joey Jarzenka. It's Ian Schreier. And it's Rob DeLuca, and it's Fridays at 7 o'clock. I guess they, they're making me use this graphic. I know daylight savings time is coming up at some point, so the people who don't uh, set their clocks correct, I guess this graphic is for you. If you tune in at 6 o'clock the wrong time, you know, you should be able to watch it live. But uh, definitely for everybody else uh, on the Eastern Observer Facebook page, on the I-95 Sports Network YouTube page. And for all you Zingo TV viewers, we are on channel 198. Uh, to that is viewed, I said, we are global, guys. Uh, as much as we think this is the Ricky thing, we're sitting in our basements at our parents' house. Uh, we are global. Ryan at MinutesToBellTime.com and the Body Slams Brigade. Subscribe to it. Ryan, I, I read this one this week. It was the top 10 uh, winning its records in the year 2020. Um, you want to toot your own horn here? Yeah, yeah. I, I've been uh, keeping track of these stats all year. From and I just thought, you know, we get through the third quarter of the year, September 30th past, maybe it's a good time to, to share out who the top 10 are. Um, so, spoiler alert, if you, uh, you know, for everybody, number one is Drew McIntyre. Number two is... Uh, John Moxley, and the top three women are Hikaru Shida and Oscar. So, so it's, uh, it's always the fun to know uh, records and stature thing. They're my thing too. Uh, I got some stats on pro wrestling, but they're my comp. Nothing as in depth as yours is uh, on a yearly basis. I just concentrate on takeovers, WrestleMania, and the Rumble. And I actually have some Survivor Series stats too that you will see during our. Uh, we are doing another Saturday special uh, Survivor Series weekend. Uh, everyone wants to put that on the calendar. I don't remember the weekend. We haven't had the graphic for it yet, but we have about seven weeks till that, right? Um, and then we are back next week. Where's our graphic? There we go. We got, we got our own graphics now. We are back next week for episode 23. We're going to be all grown up. Uh, 6 p.m. again. 
on uh, Facebook, on the Eastern Observer Facebook page, on the Pro Wrestling Pick'em Facebook page, as well as the Minute the Bell Time Facebook page. Uh, you can catch us live on Facebook or, again, just like the, the Primetime Rundown, you can go on the I-95 Sports Network uh, YouTube page or for the single TV followers, we are on channel 198. For the millions and millions of Zingo viewers, turn to channel 198, which is the I-95 Sports Network channel. So uh, that seemed to be it for us this week. Uh, man, that was fun. We, said we did pretty good. The draft kept us a little over. I'm okay with this, though. We started the draft at 1.30, so I'm happy. Uh, right. Going into Impact tonight. Gentlemen, uh, enjoy your wrestling week. Ryan, thank you again for stopping on from MinutesToBellTime.com. John Smith, as always, thank you so much for coming on. Alexa Bliss, we love you. Don't ever change. She's going to be so much fun coming up. I cannot wait. And then I, I got to throw this up here. Tegan, get well soon. This is going to be a part of this as well. And I'm using this picture specifically because this is the match. I picked her to win the number one contenders match at the Great American Bash. I got right when we all had our own separate picks. So, Tegan, get well soon. We will miss you. John DeConi, take it home. Thanks for joining us. And as always, we wish you the best in all your future endeavors. Enjoy 30 years of Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh.